What's going on, fam? This is Pastor G. And I remember being back in middle school and the person who I considered my best friend, I found out that he had said some things about me uh, that were hurtful, that uh, were devastating because uh, he had talked about me behind my back. Now, you got to know that this was my man. This was the person who I thought had my back only to find out that that wasn't the case. And it was from that experience that I learned a valuable lesson. I learned that, you know, the things that people say can have a lasting impact on our lives. And I've learned that, especially in this digital age, that the words of people from across the nation or even globally can either bring joy or pain. Words, especially online, are being used to destroy and to bully and discourage. And many of us are still dealing with the sting associated with the words that someone has used against us or about us. Well, today we're going to take a look at Jesus's response to what people got to say in Matthew chapter 11. As we discuss, don't read the comments on the Trifling Ones podcast. All right, so we're back now and we're in the book of Matthew chapter 11, as I mentioned earlier, verses 18 and 19. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, for John didn't spend his time eating and drinking. And you say he's possessed by a demon. The son of man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks. And you say he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by its results. Now here Jesus is teaching. And while he's teaching, some of John the Baptist's disciples show up to ask a question and they ask, are you the Messiah that we've been expecting or should we be looking for somebody else? The reason why they came to ask this question is because John the Baptist himself, he was incarcerated, so he couldn't come and inquire of Jesus. And Jesus responds by telling them, he says, go tell John what you've seen and what you've heard. Then Jesus describes the, the miracles that he's performed. He talks about the blind that's been able to see and the, the lame that's been able to walk. And then he goes on to give John his props. He basically says, look, John was on point and John was a regular dude, but he was one of the greats. And so this brings us now back to our text. And the two points that we're going to discuss, and the first of those points is the world will always be critical. The world will always be critical. When we take a look at verses 18 and 19, Jesus is saying, my man, John, was a simple guy. He was a regular guy and y'all gave him a hard time. He was an introvert because he kept to himself and he had a different kind of diet. He ate locusts and honey. He dressed a little different because he wore camel clothing. Um, he was old school like Elijah. And then he says, but here I am. 
and I'm hanging out with y'all. I'm, I'm trying to make a difference in lives. And so I'm eating what you're eating. I'm separate. I'm not separating myself from the people. I'm, I'm out and about. You know, he says, I'm trying to show love and compassion to everybody. You know, I, I saw somebody walk out of the trap house and, and I spoke to him because I'm trying to save some folks. He says, I'm playing spades. You know, some folks in the church say you can't play spades, but I'm playing spades to reach out to those who are having a great time. He says, I'm wearing jeans and sneakers and a T-shirt because I'm trying to reach some folks. And you all are tripping on me. See, the world will always be critical. They had an issue with John the Baptist and what he was doing. And then Jesus was doing something different and they had a problem with him. The world will always be critical, but it's important to note that the world has always been critical. In fact, if social media existed in Jesus's day, Jesus could have posted something like, yo, we got to show love to the poor, which is found in Luke 418. And the response to that, the comment back to that would have been just what we need to encourage more welfare mothers. The post was, we got to love and help the poor. But somebody would attach their own experiences and their own biases and be critical of what it is that you're trying to do. Here's the bottom line. As long as you're on your God-given journey, just like John, just like Jesus, then do not read the comments. What I'm talking about when I say do not read the comments, I'm talking about don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to those who will tear you down. Do not pay attention to the trolls because everybody has an opinion about everything. We got to pay attention to our marching orders as they come from God. In fact, it's important to note that sometimes the comments are going to come from somebody that you thought had your back, as in my case, still consult God. They may love you, but you've got to consult God. And even if we are making a mistake, pay attention to how people handle us and speak to us. See, nine out of 10 times when we're going in the wrong direction or we're doing the wrong thing, somebody who loves us is going to shoot us a text or they're going to call us They'll have a conversation. They'll go offline to discuss what we're doing. They won't try to humiliate us in front of the world. They're not going to try to show us how smart they are and, and how stupid we are. They won't try to turn our bad decision into a meme or a joke or spread it all over town. Nah, they won't be in the comments because they'll be riding for us and with us in the real world. So don't read the comments that are written by those who don't care about us or who don't have our best interests at heart. And if they love you, be willing to listen. But trust me, they ain't in the comments. See, Jesus could see that it was a no win situation with the world and that it would always be critical. But then this leads me to my second point, which is. Wisdom will always be colossal. So the world will always be critical, but wisdom will always be colossal. Jesus goes on to say, but wisdom is shown to be right by its results. 
Jesus is saying that wisdom is measured not by people's thoughts or their feelings, but rather by the results that it reaps. So, for example, today, everybody quotes Martin Luther King and he has a statue on the Washington Mall or near the Washington Mall. But the comments, the comments that were uttered about him during his lifetime. (laughs) Yeah, they were very different back then. He wasn't the beloved person that people try to make it seem like he was today. But Martin Luther King, he didn't read the comments. He had marching orders by God and he followed those. Somebody who you may have never heard of. Her name is Melissa Butler. She pitched her company Lip Bar on Shark Tank and was rejected by each shark and was told that the chances that her business would ever flourish was practically zero. In fact, she was told that the competition would crush her like a cockroach. She didn't read the comments. And today she owns a multi-million dollar enterprise. Jesus was criticized at every turn. He was ostracized and laughed at and he was condemned. And he did not read the comments. He did not allow those negative things that people said to stop him from trying to save every person that he possibly could in this world. Wisdom is proven by the outcome. The outcome of MLK's life shows us what he was about. The outcome from Melissa Butler's business is what it's about. And the outcomes from Christ's death on the cross is what it's about. So you get your marching orders from God and remember that the world will always be critical but also know that wisdom will always be colossal. Heavenly Father, we come before you now giving you uh, praise for all that you've done for us. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for continuing to strengthen us and watch over us. Right now, we ask that you would be with us, those of us who've been wounded by someone's words, those who've been deterred by the words that others have placed, those who've possibly even read a comment online or under under one of their posts or what have you. Lord, we ask that you would deliver us from the comments. We're praying right now that you would allow us to be able to tell the difference between someone who has constructive criticism and who's legitimately trying to check us. Versus those who are looking to destroy, derail, and diminish us. We thank you in advance for moving in our lives. And we thank you in advance for helping us to be able to stay focused and not read the comments. All these things we ask in your son and our savior, Jesus Christ's name. And all of the triumphant ones said, amen. Thank you.